0: Hello! From the ripe age of 33, I come to thee. I am recording the first podcast since my birthday, and man has it been a strange week. Before the birthday, I got the vaccine, and then I got a fever, and then I got food poisoning, and then I recovered in time for my birthday, had the most food-filled, incredible, adventure, amazing day, Followed by an amazing dinner with everyone I love, followed by a two day migraine. So, it's been very interesting. I'm very much just surrendering to listening to my body and not pushing it. I was supposed to be in France, leaving two days ago, and they changed the, uh, what is it called? They changed the vaccine requirements, and so now I wait another week. But it's been so intense and loud physically that I'm just kind of, like, surrendering to going really slow. I've slept 20 hours in two days for the first time in fuck knows how long. Um, And honestly, I could sleep more, I think. Um, And I've been just going hard for a while, thinking I'd be gone for a month. And I just got this respite extra seven days to just really recover and and go inward after both intense physical days and amazing bad days. I was going to do a whole podcast on birthdays because I think that that is a socially strange arena. We have the extremes of people that either adore being celebrated and the more common one people that hate being celebrated and would rather be like, oh, you shouldn't have, which I very much qualified as up until two years ago. And I think I'll do another show around that part. But for today, I'm going to talk about psychotherapy because I'm watching a show called, called, called In Treatment. And it's so intense. And since I was trapped in my own body for a lot of this past week, um not being able to move very much. It was really eye-opening to see this show really reflect my experience with psychoanalysis and psychotherapy um on a screen, which was I I found psychotherapy to be really uncomfortable and not in a rewarding way. So Uh, The first time that I tried it was a few years ago. I had gone to therapy before. I'd only really ever found one really good therapist, and she was in England, and I only saw her for like six months. (laughs) And then I I, I couldn't find anyone that I really trusted or that I thought we were a good match together for a really long time. It's essentially what led me to coaching. I really, really, really appreciate a more proactive approach to my Mental, emotional, physical health, somebody who isn't afraid to tell me what they see, somebody who's allowed to be super honest with me right off the bat psychotherapy is is a very regulated, very rigid um, container that some people thrive in, and i I'm not going to tell you I know many people that thrive in I know one person that really really, really thrives in it. Um, and I know that historically it has provided people with lots of support. Um, and it's not for everybody. But I'm um, this, if you're in it and it's helping you, do not take this to reflect anything on whether it should or shouldn't. What works for you is what works for you and that's all that matters. But this is gonna be a critique on psychotherapy. Um, in psychotherapy, you let the, the student lead, student, <laughs> the patient, the patient lead. Um, and then anything that the brain kind of brings up is relevant and it's quite fascinating. I agree, but it's very jarring. Like I remember walking in and the lady hadn't, you know, I was like, how does this work? And she's like, you just talk. And she would sit there very silently and the whole time. And it was kind of intense and jarring, because there was no instruction instruction manual, and at the time, I wasn't in my master's, so I wasn't really aware of, like, what this entailed. I was having a really horrible time. It was likely my hardest year of my life, and I really needed some support, but without knowing what, how this worked, like, just going in and talking to a silent wall felt really aggressive, (laughs) felt, like, really like I was wasting my time. And then by the fifth session, she would start contributing, but, like, really out there things that were <clears> – <throat> I wasn't in any way prepared to receive, nor did I understand, like, what, was, what she was doing. So I would leave there feeling, like, really jolted and jarred, and there was, like, no – I didn't feel nourished, held safe, any of the things that, like, with coaching – I can get the sharpest, the judgment, a judgment? Wow. Sorry, guys. Still coming out of it. Two-day migraine adjustment. I can get the sharpest adjustment and also simultaneously get like very clear, personally co-created instructions on like, all right, what is the plan in creating my own physical environment so that I can feel really solid, really grounded, really powerful, really able to hold this reality, really like clear about where it came from. Like, it's just that I find coaching to be a much more holistic approach. And I just thought maybe this experience that I'd had was just, like, my own experience with this particular person. And and she was lovely herself, actually. She was really generous. And the way that she approached everything from her other clients to me, it just that it, she was, like, a really lovely woman um but it was the practice itself that I found quite jarring and now that I'm watching this show and I'm in this masters program I'm realizing like it's this is this is intentional and and it's just excruciating like i understand i understand their respect and delicacy around the power dynamics in um psycho emotional realities co-created with a coach and the patient um, but I just there's no room for there's no room for the person for the individual for the uh, for the practitioner and I'm not sure that that is the most valuable thing to a person and there are other books on psychoanalysis that really do talk about like reciprocity in a therapeutic setting and how important that can be for a patient to trust and all that kind of stuff but sorry I'll be simultaneously setting up for my next client but um but this show also shows the psychoanalyst going to his psychoanalyst and getting and just like basically the response from all of them is anger and rage and like savvy and, and like getting really, really um intensely like aiming all this attack onto the practitioner. And I remember feeling that frustration, like give me something here to this professional that again, I just thought was me, but in this show, it's just, like, capturing the intensity of it so well throughout the whole thing. The first few episodes are so intense, I'm just, like, in that uncomfortable, um, what would we call it, like, stroke, that, I mean, I think if it wasn't my industry, I don't know how anyone watched it
1: intentionally,
0: but then it gets really, really good. Um, and even the psychoanalyst is, like, so aggressive towards towards his own psychoanalyst and i it's so unbearable to watch like in coaching if anybody aimed their their resentment and rage at me like that it would be my job to reflect back immediately boundaries of like take a look at what you're unloading onto a stranger that you've personally hired you know like there's so much value in in saying stop to that and asking the person to find a more responsible outlet that isn't someone you've hired to, like, emotionally abuse. Um, and, and they don't. And you just, like, watch that abuse unfold. And I don't know if that, if you're a psychoanalyst, please reach out to me. I have so many questions for you. Um, but fucking hell, if that is what they have to put up with, like, the strength that that takes. But also, you know, I have some fundamental issues with what that's cultivating in you as a human being to just, like, bear that kind of abuse. I think most people get into the industry of wanting to emotionally hold or help somebody because they themselves have spent most of their lives learning how to do, take on a natural amount of that anyway. Most therapists that I know, most coaches in this arena that I know, develop... This profession because they come from from codependency or or families with addiction or just intensity or have a a fascination with human psychological abnormality anything like that and so to cultivate your practice around being like taking on people's abuse very personalized abuse aimed at you I wonder how that translates into the personal life like I know that my coaching. Whether I'm with a client or whether I'm with um, the people in my life, my boundaries all look the same. Uh, Very, when they cross, like my boundaries with my, you know, love of my life and my best friends and my clients are a little bit different, obviously, but the fundamental ones are absolutely the same, which is, you know, I get to cultivate how people interact with me in my life. I teach other people too because I've learned how to communicate with myself. And I learn from the people that I want to communicate with, how to communicate with them. And that applies 100% to my clients and has worked brilliantly, in essence, because I think that my clients find me because they connect with either my stories or the way that I approach life. And so when we work together, that's what I'm there to teach them. Um... Anyway, this is a long-winded critique on a very well-established, I don't know what you'd call it, therapeutic branch of human behavior adaptation. And with the deepest, deepest, (laughs) deepest respect for its history and the fact that it's a lineage that helped provide the platform for my own industry now, um, I just think that therapy, specifically psychotherapy, could benefit from integrating maybe some interdisciplinary um, practices. Like I think the somatic practice of like connecting the body's response versus the mind's stories around the response and the beliefs that shape that um, is, is quintessential to any type of healing. And I also think that one of the most healing aspects of my experience with coaching Especially as somebody who has had to integrate a shit ton of trauma, um, was just the fact that he was open to being human, open to sharing very personal parts of himself, open to to being very honest about the experience he was having as my coach, the experience he was having in his own life, the experiences in real time that were going on, I think that that was the part that actually really had me be able to form trust with this human being and kind of calibrate my system to his system, which was a system that had done a ton of work on itself that had integrated a whole bunch that was able to regulate and thrive in in the way that I wanted to at the time. And I think that's what the most important part of modern day therapeutic coaching practices can be is find somebody who's living the life that you want. Find somebody who seems to be attuned in a way that you so desire and work with them. Have your nervous system attuned to their nervous system. Go through life and be able to reach out to them in real time and attuned to the way they would respond to to the way that they guide your system to respond to nourish to take care of um in reaction and essentially you kind of like parent yourself through another person's nervous system into a reality that you really 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 want to live in so that's a lot of very complicated uh, <laughs> kind of um existential uh, philosophies projected into a 14 minute podcast but um Whatever you're going through, don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions. My website is www.maryhue.com. That's M for Maria, E-R-R-I-H-U-E.com. Or you can find me on Instagram where more most of my up-to-date writing is. And that's jennifer.jade.maryhue on Instagram. And there's a link tree there if you're looking for one-on-one coaching otherwise send me a personal message and yeah love hearing from you guys thanks for listening and sending you guys lots of love